0: Welcome to Navigating Authenticity, a podcast that explores what it means to be authentic. My name is Sydney Ward, thanks for joining me. So we've covered some definitions and examples of authenticity and authentic communication. We talked about what makes a person authentic and how they find it, we talked about what makes a social media voice authentic, and how fans determine if a product is authentic. And so now it's time to wrap up this inaugural season. I've gotten so much great feedback from a lot of people and really appreciate you tuning in. It should be obvious by now that I've chosen the topic of authenticity to be the center of my graduate work because I struggle with it. I have a really hard time balancing who I am to myself and to others, and can't really pinpoint who exactly I am or what I want. Before I had a word for this, I had a feeling, and I truly believe when you have feelings, you should explore them. I've been in and out of counseling since I was 15 for a variety of reasons, but it was after I concluded a series of sessions that my mind had the clarity to think of authenticity as a topic to explore, both personally and academically. To better understand authenticity from a psychological standpoint, I went back to counseling. Not to talk about me personally, well, really, maybe it kind of was to talk about me personally, but mostly to talk about an authentic person from the point of view from the person who is supposed to help you navigate through that process. Christy Perez is a licensed clinical professional counselor by the Kansas Behavioral Science and Regulatory Board. She completed her master's degree in community agency counseling and is also certified as a strengths advocate from the Gallup Higher Education Division. Christy has a special interest in strengths and positive psychology she also works with students in individual counseling for anxiety depression eating disorders as well as couples therapy i first met christy by doing the gallup strengths quest which i highly recommend everyone buy the book and complete the strengths quest it's pretty amazing and no one explains it better than christy So being authentic and living authentic, that seems to be kind of a buzzword right now. Do you think that that is something that's been brought about by new media and social media and new kind of self-care, self-help kind of techniques, or is that something people have always kind of struggled with being their authentic selves?
1: Well, to me, I think the word is probably new in the Mm -hmm. sense that it is kind of a buzzword that's going around. But I think we always are looking for buzzwords to always improve ourselves. Um, I think it is a struggle for everybody, and I think the truth is is that we all have to work really hard to figure out who our authentic self is. Mm-hmm. I think we are definitely um, with people around us that want us to be a certain way, and so to try to find that for yourself, I think, can be very hard. Um, but I think the movement's in the right direction. You definitely want to
0: be true to yourself and do the things that make you happy, and those types of things are important. Do you think it's something that ever is fully actualized? Or is it kind of a thing that you just try and find your whole life? You know, or is it both? Yeah,
1: I think it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, it would be hard for me to imagine someone that ever gets fully self-actualized in Maslow's terms. You know, I think that you're constantly reaching for the next thing. And, and maybe we live in a world where we're never quite satisfied. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of continuing to try to reach the next level so to me I think it's something that definitely is something you're just constantly working towards um, as a goal
0: so for some people it seems to cause a little bit of stress or kind of I don't want to say dissonance but it's trying to match well this is who they think I am this is who what I want how do you see people relieving that like kind of finding the balance even if they're not fully actualized like how do they find I'm okay where I'm at I'm okay with what's going on
1: Yeah, that's hard. And I think for me, I think that's why I encourage so many of my patients to do journaling because that's a conversation with yourself versus hearing all that chatter from all the people around you. So I think that's something that can kind of help give some focus to what is it that I really want? What is it that was really going on? And I love the new apps that are out. There's apps for everything. Um, And I like the idea of these journaling apps where you just write a sentence. It's not a whole book. It's not a whole page of things, but as you think it's something you write it down so that you can come back and think about it. So I think that's the way to figure it out for yourself is to have those conversations with yourself and and, and not let all that chatter get in the way.
0: So it's more of a conversation you should be having with yourself instead of trying to present yourself as authentic to other people. Like yeah. maybe that's where a lot of the big stress comes is trying to be too much outward and not enough inward.
1: Yeah, I mean I think we I think we spend so much time and energy on what other people want us to be and what other people think that we forget to to focus on what the what are the things that make us happy and, and make us authentic. Mm-hmm. What are the things you know, and trying to go back to that. Whether you're in a relationship or whether you're a parent, how do you go backwards and say, What was I like before I was any of those other words? Mm-hmm. you know, or those any of those other roles in my life. What what is it like to just be me? and think about those things. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that something too being authentic in a relationship is do people have a hard time with that because they want to be what the other person wants and then they reach a point where it's like that's actually not who I am.
1: Yeah, I think it can definitely be hard and I it, there's probably authentic relationships, just, there's being an authentic person but there's also being in an authentic relationship where you both do have that individuality that you bring but at the same time we have to make compromise and we have to make choices about our relationship to to make it work and so I think that as we develop relationships with our parents or when we're in a relationship with a spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend, there is that constant pull and tug towards, okay, I want to do this for them because that makes them happy but we also have to be happy ourselves
0: mm-hmm. um, Is there anything else you'd say about that notion of being yourself or living authentically like maybe something people don't realize or think about
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's okay. yeah,
1: yeah I, I think just, I, I think just really trying to have that inner thought I don't I don't think we spend enough time really thinking about ourselves mm-hmm. you know we're so busy doing so many things and especially with college students they have jobs and relationships in school They they don't really sit down and take the time to figure out who they really are and and I think then they that does it can cause depression it can cause unhappiness and then they sit back and think how did I get to this point Mm -hmm. so trying to get back to what are the things that are important to me what are my values and and have I compromised some of those things to be um, in this organization or to be in this relationship and how do I get back to to going back to the beginning I think that's why people find religion in college Mm -hmm. it's either you find religion or you don't find religion yeah because it's it's something new. It. It's like, yes. Yeah, it's like I, I didn't know it was missing, but all of a sudden it's gone. And then wait a minute, I need to backtrack because that was important before. Mm-hmm. Why did I let go of that? What happened? What were the circumstances that happened that made me let go of that? Or what are the circumstances that happened that made me change that? So sexuality. I mean, I think a lot of those things can happen based on what's going on around you.
2: This train we've been on keeps us running for
0: After the microphone went off, Christy and I talked about a book that we both enjoyed, The Happiness Project. It's great because the author, Gretchen Rubin, talks about real-life scenarios and real ways to find happiness. A lot of the self-help books and self-discovery resources out there are dependent on income. We both read Eat, Pray, Love, and while it'd be great to take three months off traveling the world, it's not feasible for either of us and gives a sense of false hope. However, we like Liz Gilbert, the author, and did find some nuggets of wisdom in her writing. After our chat, Christy emailed me the next day saying Elizabeth Gilbert's post is spot on, made me think of our talk. And the highlight of Gilbert's Facebook post was this. She says, Long ago, when I was struggling to become a writer, a wise older woman once said to me, what are you willing to give up in order to have the life you keep saying you want? I said, you're right. I really need to start learning how to say no to things I don't want to do. She corrected me. No, it's much harder than that. You need to learn how to start saying no to the things you do want to do with the recognition that you have only one life and you don't have time and energy for everything. Interesting, right? Part of learning who we are and finding ourselves isn't setting aside life to do every Instagram-worthy moment we want to do, and it's not avoiding the things we don't want to do, like work. It's finding the balance and the courage to say, I want to be all of these things to all of these people, but I have to find the balance for me. I have to sit down with my thoughts and recognize what my needs are so that in the things that I do, I can give my 100% self. So at the conclusion of this first season, I asked myself, Sydney, what do you think authenticity is? And after my conversation with Christy, I realized I still did not have a definition nor was I any closer to crafting one. I don't think being authentic is foregoing everyday life to do each and every inspiration that comes to me. I also don't think being authentic is routinely doing the things I have to do, like grading and working and doing the dishes. Like Christy says, it's really hard to picture an actualized person in Maslow's terms. I think your authentic self is something you are always finding out, and the navigation part is spending the time and the cognitive work to deal with it. We do ourselves and those we love a disservice by not taking the time to look inward and see what's really going on in our machine. So to me, being authentic really is taking the time to navigate your own authenticity and use that self-reflection to be the best version of yourself you can be. I know that sounds really, really cheesy, but I do think there is a grain of wisdom in it somewhere. When I think of being an authentic person, I think of my dad a lot. He was an attorney and a very successful and good one at that. One day when I said, dad, I think I want to be like you and become a lawyer. He told me, don't do it. It won't make you happy. For a long time, I thought my dad meant that he was unhappy because he really didn't like his work. Isn't that the point now to find a job that gives you all the happiness in the world and strikes all your passions? However, over the years, I've come to realize that his work and his success helped him do the things that did make him happy. Skiing and a cabin at the lake and scuba diving and hiking and camping and providing us with exciting trips across the country. I realize the lesson in that phrase is not don't be an attorney, it won't make you happy. But the lesson is to find something that allows you to do the things that really make you happy. And if the job makes you happy, it's an added bonus. Navigating Authenticity is produced by me, Sydney Ward. You can catch previous episodes from this first season on iTunes Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Music is provided by Ryan and Selmy and The Gold Magnolias. You can find them at rnselme.com and thegoldmagnolias.com. Stay tuned to my blog, authenticitypodcast.blogspot.com, for info on future episodes. Once again, thanks for joining me this season. I look forward to coming back to you post graduate school with master's degree in hand and hopefully a little bit more insight and wisdom.
2: Then mama